Screeching sound. <laughs> My chair, maybe? Oh, okay. Uh, top 10 Thursdays. Hosted by me, Sean Lemmy, and John Otney, Colin Westman, Matt Karstens. Um, so we're done with 2012. It's 2013 time. Time to look forward uh, into the year. Of course, it's January. There's not that much going on, except for it being cold and depressing. Uh, so let's look. Not me. You, not you? Oh, that's right, because Arizona. I got sunburnt yesterday. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're looking forward uh, to things that, like the sun sounds pretty good to me. Uh, I don't know about being sunburnt. Just a little uh, but bit. But I could definitely, I could definitely go for some non-January weather, and and uh, this list is pretty dedicated to things that are coming out in the summer. To be honest, not mine so much. <laughs> it's mostly stuff coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, so it's it's our most anticipated movies of the year, uh, and like last year, we're doing it. Uh, John and I have our, our most anticipated movies, but Colin, on the other hand, will be bringing us our, our least anticipated movies of the year. Or as I see it, the movies I anticipate not seeing the most. <laughs> and yeah, I definitely went with, with summer movies for my list, just because it's every time I pick something more indie, I end up just not seeing it or it getting bad reviews or never coming out. So this year <laughs> I was like a gamble. This year I was like, fuck it. I'm just going with sure things except for one, uh, which we'll get to. What about you, John? Any, any methodology? Um, I mean, I just looked for anything, anything that sounded good. I didn't try to think about whether or not it's going to come out because last time we did this, I had a movie on my list that didn't come out and I wasn't devastated. Is that movie on your list this year? No, I do not want to see it now. That was World War Z. And then the trailer came out and I was like, this doesn't look very good. It looks pretty stupid. I don't want to go see this. The reason it wasn't released is because they're like, this isn't looking so good. We better film some more. Try to make it a little better. So... I, I don't imagine that project's going too well. But it'll probably make a lot of money because people like zombies and stuff. Yeah, especially piles of zombies. Yeah, they move in like a big wave. <laughs> Some people think, oh, it's so cool. I'm like, that looks pretty stupid. Man. Not going to lie. It looks really bad. Zombies are smart enough to work with each other. Uh, so, John, what's, what's your number 10 anticipated movie of the year? 
This is definitely a gamble because I don't know a lot about it, but it's only God forgives, which is Nicholas Winding Refn and Ryan Gosling's follow up or just next collaboration after Drive, the <laughs> unsettling action movie from a year or so ago. If you could even call it an action movie, I don't even know what you call that movie. <laughs> but only God forgives. Uh, I believe Ryan Gosling is playing. A, uh, I want to say he's a gangster. Some he's, I, I don't know who's who in the plot description, but the plot description is a Bangkok police lieutenant and a gangster settle their differences in a Thai boxing match. Now, normally that wouldn't sound like a movie I would want to see. It sounds like a really bad Nicolas Cage, like that Bangkok Dangerous movie or something. <laughs> but this is Nicholas Winding Refn, and his movies are so bizarre, and they look amazing, and they have... Great soundtracks. I've seen his last three movies, I think. I've seen Drive, Bronson, and Valhalla Rising. And even though I didn't really even like Valhalla Rising that much, I was like, this looks like nothing else. And this is just an amazing piece of spectacle. And I've, there's no reason, there's no doubt in my mind that he can't just, you know, at least make something that looks really cool with his visual style. Uh, and... It just it just sounds like it's going to be something he can pull off. I mean, there's a lot of hand-to-hand combat in Bronson because that's basically about Tom Hardy going to jail and then fighting everyone in prison. <laughs> so, and the and there wasn't much combat in Drive, but the the what the fights there were were uh, were pretty good. So, pretty a movie about yeah, a movie about Thai boxing by Nicholas Winding Refn. Uh, that sounds pretty cool to me. Uh, looks pretty creepy though. <laughs> There's, there's, all there is is a, a poster, and it's Ryan Gosling. His face is all beat up. It's like really bruised and bloody. It's pretty cool, though. And I like that title, Only God Forgives. And I think I heard Ryan Gosling say, it was the weirdest script I've ever read. And this is the guy and who made Lars and the Real Girl. That wasn't that weird. I guess it has a weird premise, but it's pretty conventional. Oh, He's just kind of looking like my name is Earl, and that I kind of like that movie. But no, I like Ryan Gosling. I hope this is good. I don't know when it comes out on IMDb. It says May, but that's then it says Denmark. So <laughs> it may come out. But I feel like Drive did okay over here. I mean, it opened in wide release, so I would assume this could open wide as well. Uh, I look forward to its spring-ish release. Yeah, well, I mean, you can always go see Gangster Squad to get by. Need your fix. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Fair enough. But I might actually end up go seeing uh, my number 10 movie, which is Fast and Furious 6. Fast 6. The Fast and the Furious 6. I don't believe they've actually settled on a title yet. Uh, it's one of those three, though. They're not just calling it Fast Six. I believe that's just uh, what we're colloquially calling it right now. It doesn't. It's not officially the name because uh, the Fast and the Furious movies have never been consistent about their their naming structure. It would be weird for it to make sense like that. Uh, you know, I made a lot of bad decisions in college. Uh, one of the best decisions I ever made, though, was marathoning this entire series and seeing Fast Five in theaters because. Ended up really enjoying that movie, uh, probably in part because it's so much better than the first four that came before it. Uh, but 
I'm pretty excited about Fast and Furious 6, you guys. It's If you remember the little twist at the end of Fast 5, uh, it's like, how are they going to explain this? Uh, I don't know. Uh, and I like that it's like turned into this weird, bro-y, practically like Ocean's Eleven-esque series now, where it's got this huge cast of characters, and they're all involved in it now. I mean, Ludacris is back. Tyrese Gibson is back. That Asian guy is back. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez is back from the dead. Is is The Rock going to be back in, in Fast 6? He will be back in Fast 6. That's good. <clears throat> I liked the overabundance of muscles in Fast 5. I got a kick out of that manly man fight between The Rock and Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should have, but I did. I feel like the fact that Fast Five was fun was complete dumb luck. Like, there's parts where I was like, this is really, really dumb. So I don't have much faith in them doing, like, <laughs> pulling it off again. But, John, I didn't even tell you the big exciting news. The new member of the cast and Mildly Please Award winning actress <laughs> Gina Carano will be featured as a member of, uh, I believe I, I read it, he was going to be on The Rock's like security team, hunting them down. Winning a mildly pleased award does not get me really excited for someone because it's a mildly <laughs> pleased award. <laughs> I, don't, I feel like most of the characters in those movies are pretty bad. It just It's just fun watching the stunts. What if I told you... The ever mildly pleased award eligible actor Luke Evans is also in the cast. You mean that guy looks like Orlando Bloom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I wouldn't think. I don't even know if I'd recognize that guy without his Orlando Bloom-esque facial hair. He's is he bad. good or bad? He, he's competing with Dominic's crew. Sweet. So there's like a bad guy crew in the edit, a bad guy <laughs> crew and a badder bad guy crew. And they're cops chasing him. I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll be good, but it could also be a recipe for disaster. That'd be a good title for it. Yeah, they still got time, I think. It probably comes out in spring, May. Yeah, I think it's usually come out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it's going to be about, but I mean, what are they ever really about? Just about having fun, I guess. Mm-hmm. I know what I know what Fast and Furious Seven is about because of American Dad, because it's about gay sex. Yeah, <laughs> Paul Walker, Tokyo Drift, <laughs> and Diesel. It's just the most unlikely movie franchise ever, in my mind. That I actually can get into. I mean, obviously it's like the epic movie franchise, but fuck that shit. Fast six. Speaking of shit that needs to be fucked. Uh, <laughs> Colin, what's our number ten uh, most anticipated movie to not see? Um, my number ten is Oz the Great and Powerful, which I guess is a prequel. To the Wizard of Oz, and it stars James Franco as a magician who 
also lives in Kansas and gets swept into a tornado because that's the only way you can transport to Oz, apparently. And I guess, is he Oz? Yeah. Is that the thing? Like, I honestly, I didn't even realize that until uh, how is it, I how saw the trailer like the fifth, fifth time or something. Well, it looks like know. it's going to be a sort of like fish out of water story of like, Everyone thinks he's going to save the world, but then we all know, you know, Oz isn't actually that great or powerful. He's just a, just a regular dude. Yeah. It's basically Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland 2. <laughs> yeah, it has that exact same kind of look where everything's super CG and super artificial. It'll be in 3D and it'll make lots of money, hopefully. Um, I might have put this higher, but... I don't know. It is Sam Raimi. He hasn't done too many bad movies. I, I, Spider-Man 3 is the only one that comes to mind that was a real stinker. Otherwise, I still think that movie's pretty funny. In a good way. <laughs> I think it's funny in a bad way. Uh, I thought the trailer for it's pretty good, though, where it starts in a smaller frame and it's black and white, and then it goes... It's a pretty good trailer. Doesn't That's sound fine. like a doesn't sound like a good idea for a movie though. I just find it kind of weird that they go with a prequel when there's like 15 Wizard of Oz books. I guess those are pretty. They're like pretty juvenile though. They're all for kids, so they wouldn't they wouldn't be all sweet and action packed. They gotta appeal to the James Franco crowd. Yeah, just, but I, there's that Wicked play that is so popular. I'm amazed they didn't just make a movie out of that. I feel like that's mm. a different uh, audience as well. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they're pretty closely related. I feel like that is. I feel like this is more oriented towards kids than than Wicked is. <coughs> Wicked, like you think you Wicked's think like is... young adult women. <laughs> I guess that's the James Franco crowd. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think this is supposed to be like? The Wizard of Oz for another generation. Except they've skipped all these other generations. They were just fine with the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, we need we need 3D, Sean. That's what they should have done. Fuck going in black and white. Just start the movie in 2D and then let it go into 3D. Except people I'm sure that's I bet that's what it does. I'm sure those black and white scenes are in 2D. All right. <laughs> that, that's what I'm anticipating, or yeah. at least anticipating. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm excited for it, but I'm not like dreading. I'm like. I'm sort of interested because I'm a Sam Raimi fan. I've seen all of his movies. You seen uh, The Gift? Yeah, with Kate Blanchett and Katie Holmes. That's his worst movie. <laughs> all right. That movie was not a gift. <laughs> it's got some competition here. I think. Oz was, I don't know. Was it's only written, number 10. It was written by the guy who wrote uh, Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole? Mm. That's a sad one. <laughs> and it cost $200 million. It's a lot of dough. That's about right. And I'm sure, I, th- I think I heard it has Bruce Campbell cameo, so. Right. I look forward to that. But yeah, I don't know. It does sound kind of dumb. Let's move so, on to your number nine pick, John. I put uh, 
I think, yeah, I think that's what it's called. I don't want to get it mixed up. There's two end-of-the-world comedies coming out this year somehow, but the one I'm going with next is The World's End, which is Edgar Wright, director of Shaun of the Dead, and Hot Fuzz's upcoming film. It's a little while off. It comes out in October 2013. Reunites Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And it's about Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, or, you know, just bros, British bros, whatever the equivalent is. And they're doing a pub crawl, and it's, it's like the end of the world. There's not a lot of information. There's no trailer. Uh, it says a group of friends. I'm not even sure who's in the group of friends. I just know Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. I think Martin Freeman's in it. But I've liked all of Edgar Wright's, I've, everything he's done. I've liked uh, his, all three of his movies, and I liked Spaced. <laughs> he's writing it with Simon Pegg. Uh, I mean, it sounds like it should work. So it's what just, I... Yeah, what I read about this is it's not actually about the world ending. It's just the the pub is called the world's end. Okay. So maybe it's a little <laughs> different from the other end of the world movie. Uh, maybe I yeah I don't know I don't even know what it's about but it has been des- described as science fiction. I just got it confused with that Pirates of the Caribbean movie. At World's End. At World's End, is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. God, really come up with less confusing titles. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to read the plot synopsis to the World's End to wrap my mind around this. Five childhood friends reunite. Yeah, yeah. Repeat legendary pub crawl. Uh-huh. Turn to their hometown. Go to the pub. Pub is called the World's End. Uh... Some sort of struggle. It's, then it's just incredibly vague. Yeah, I don't know what it's about. <laughs> well, isn't the poster? It's like space or something. Well, the poster is a like a pub sign that says the world's end, and it's got the world's on fire. And under that, it says good food, fine ales, total annihilation. Uh, so it probably is about apocalypse. It's about it's about something sci-fi like, and it'll be really bloody and funny. I uh, I look forward to it definitely. Yeah, we might hear a little more of this later. Sean, uh, what's your number nine? My number nine is This is the End. Uh, <laughs> probably the other movie you were thinking about. Uh, it's a comedy movie starring everyone who is in comedy movies. <laughs> uh, everyone good. Pretty much. We got, you got your Seth Rogen, your Jonah Hill. James uh, Franco. James Franco. <laughs> McBride, yeah, the whole the whole gang, and they're all playing fictionalized versions of themselves. Uh, I guess, I guess from the trailer, it's like they had some sort of epic party or something, and they wake up and the world has ended. Uh, and that's funny. It's it's interesting to to see them play themselves because you got. Um, like Danny McBride, like giving Jonah Hill a hard time because he's like Academy Award winning actor. <laughs> yeah, nominated. I, I loved the trailer because it was it, most of it was just a clip from the movie where they wake up and Danny McBride's eating breakfast and they're all mad at him because they got to you know we got to save supplies and they're talking about how Michael Sarah is dead and he's like oh so it's not a complete loss. <laughs> <laughs> like little moments like that, I'm like I hope this is the whole movie, and, and I like hope- he. He thinks they're acting, and he's like to Seth Rogen, he's like, oh, it's the best acting you've done in five years. You should have saved that for the Green Hornet. <laughs> you know? 
I'm all about Danny McBride being mean to people. I don't care what Sean says. (laughs) I agree. I'm yeah. I'm glad fictionalized version of himself is still (laughs) a (laughs) douchebag. Anyway, it's it's uh, directed and written by uh, Seth Rogen and and Evan Goldberg. They've done good work together. uh, I guess outside of the Green Hornet. Yeah, and. Maybe the guilt trip. I don't know how involved Evan Goldberg was in that. I don't think very. Uh, But that's kind of why it's lower on my list, because I can imagine this going real bad if if it's just they're just having too much fun making it and not you know turning it into something that's fun to watch. But I'm sure it will be. I'm pretty confident I'm gonna like this movie. My only worry is that it might go too heavy on sci-fi action or something like that. Instead of just straight up great, you know, like just comedic bits, like it may get too attached to a plot that maybe isn't as interesting as just them hanging out. Yeah. Uh, but it's too early to tell because that trailer is doesn't really show much of the the uh, end of the world stuff or you know whatever's going to happen. But I, I I look forward to it, and I'm sure there'll be just tons of cameos. It. Or this cast is is ridiculous. It's huge. It's no movie forty three, but uh, speaking dude. of uh, huge, let's talk about pain and gain. Let's. Let's. <laughs> stars Mark Wahlberg and The Rock, uh, who you know you would think are already ripped enough, but in this movie they're playing bodybuilders, so they're super huge. Especially The Rock, he's looking extra veiny. Um, I guess they're, they turn to crime or something. They want to rip off Tony Shalhoub, who's like this billionaire guy who's a dick. Um, you know, it it looks kind of fun actually, but it's directed by uh, Michael Bay, who, you know, doesn't really know what directing means or the concept behind it. So it'll probably be bad. But it's got lots of muscles. Yeah, I don't know what to think about this yet. Because if if it didn't say directed by Michael Bay, I'd be like, eh, this looks kind of funny. Like, and I guess I still think it looks kind of funny, but it's like, eh, he doesn't really know. Like you say, he doesn't know what directing is. <laughs> so that's that's that worries me. But I like Mark Wahlberg, and he looks like he's playing an airhead in this, and that could be funny. Yeah. Though it could be funny for the wrong reasons, who knows? Because I'm really interested in the idea of airheaded Mark Wahlberg going head to head against blockhead Dwayne Johnson. Like just that <laughs> dynamic seems so strange to me. Like, can he outact The Rock even when he's an airhead? Like, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm talking about. It just. <laughs> <laughs> Seems weird for them being the same movie for some reason. Yeah, it kind of seems like The Rock is the smarter one from what I've seen in the trailer. I feel like Mark Wahlberg is too big to be in a movie with The Rock. Not like physically. Uh, Rock's huge. (laughs) Are his movies really that successful? Why would they keep putting him in movies if they're not? 
I don't know if anyone I knows mean, mo- it. Like modestly, like mo- you know, like I'm sure they do okay, but yeah, it's not but like I think, huge eight lister. I think no one's actually figured out if people go to the Rock's movies to see him because the only thing he stars in are sequels, so they make <laughs> money anyways because they have name recognition. Maybe maybe this is just like an experiment to see <laughs> see if it'll work out. He got to keep making movies after the Tooth Fairy, so I think people really like The Rock. You really like The Rock. I do. What, you want to fight about it? No. Don't bring me down. I thought that was going to be a transition. That's why. It is. Gravity goes down. Oh, I'm next. Like your number eight pick. I didn't even, it went right over my head. Gravity is Alfonso Curion. Is that right? I think it's Quaron. Quaron. Something Latin. Yeah. Uh, first movie since Children of Men, I believe. And it's sci-fi and it has George Clooney and Sandra Bullock and it's in space. And I've been hearing people talk about how it's supposed to be like his 2001, though. I don't, uh, that's probably bullshit. Who knows? I don't know anything about this movie, but it's space. And it's Alfonso Cuaron and George Clooney. How can you lose? I'd be happy yeah. if it's his Wally. Um. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I it's on my list. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I guess. No, I want. I got nothing to say. Uh, except I I heard that the first shot's like 20 minutes long. And uh, based on Children of Men, that dude can, can do, do long shots real real well. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty pumped. Not as pumped as the guys from Painting Game, but pretty pumped. <laughs> I'm always excited for what sounds like good sci-fi. Because, no, well, I feel like there's not that many. I don't know. Is there that many sci-fi movies? I guess there's, there's, there's a lot of sci-fi all of a sudden. Like, yeah. looking at my list of this year, it's almost entirely <laughs> sci-fi. Uh, I'm excited for it because I'm not really a sci-fi guy, but I, I really love Children of Men. But, yeah, nobody knows anything about it. Now it's rather mysterious. Well, it's got Clooney also. He he picks good projects. Uh, yeah, I think that checks out. <laughs> Except when they're his own, like leatherheads. <laughs> People love John Krasinski. Do you know that movie that him and Matt Damon were just in? Oh yeah, yeah that, that no one saw and no one talked about. Do you know that they also wrote it? Like, I know Matt Damon writes, but John Krasinski can write? Yeah. They were kind of weird. It's like, hey, dude, want to make a movie? Yeah, bro. (laughs) They can just do that. And then then no one will see it. Except for them. I'm sure they're all about it. (laughs) We did it, bro. We made this. They're just in the movie theater, just them. (laughs) They high-five each other. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. I acted the shit out of that scene. <laughs> uh, eh, that's too bad. My number... Number eight. eight. Is uh, Ender's Game. Which will probably be bad. Uh, because it's directed by Gavin Hood. 
of X-Men Origins Wolverine fame. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Uh, but I want to see it because it's got Harrison Ford and Ben Kingsley and Abigail Breslin. Uh Mostly because the the Orson Scott card book it's based on, Ender's Game, is a book I probably should have read a long time ago. It's just one of those one of those books that a lot of people have said you probably like this to me, and uh, I was like, nah, I'm not gonna read this. Uh, but now I can see the movie, which 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 might be bad. Uh, if you don't know, it's uh, it's in the future. Um, I think what it is is aliens attacked humanity on Earth, and, and uh, we won barely. And so now there's like this sweet new sci-fi military academy where they're they're training uh, like the next generation of soldiers, so we can, you know, not be wiped out if the aliens ever show up again. And it's it's told from the point of view of of one of the kids in the military academy like i said though x-men origins wolverine guys got me got me a bit worried uh, it's been a while since harrison ford's done a good movie right it seems like it's been a while since he's done a movie um cowboys and aliens yeah it was 2011 oh really okay I didn't see that. I didn't see that other movie either with Brendan Fraser. So I don't know. Extraordinary time. Measures. <laughs> that poster where it makes it look like they're ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Check out the poster to Extraordinary Measures. They look like ghosts. Their shoulders like overlap. And they're like translucent. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a spoiler to me. <laughs> Maybe. They just, but, oh, I can't save your kids. We'll just take, kill each other. <laughs> Time to take some extraordinary measures. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Sean, I mean, I, th- I think I'm excited about Ender's Game 2 just because it's such a classic uh, uh, sci-fi book and that I also feel like I should have read. This copy in my house. I don't think anyone's ever read it. I think it's Paul's. I don't even know if Paul's ever finished a book in his life. Um, but it sounds like it should be cool. I remember when they tried to make it in the 90s with Jake Lloyd. Oh. Which I guess it w- that's good that didn't happen because it just would have been Phantom Menace to <laughs> Jake Lloyd. I can imagine the poster would be Ender's Game. Now this is Pod, <laughs> <laughs> and it still probably would have had Harrison Ford. I I just feel like of all the movies like this we're getting this year, uh, like Oblivion and After Earth, uh, Ender's Game is the one with the most potential right now to me. At least it comes from something good, that a lot of people like. That's something. Yeah. I think Gavin Hood has done some uh, movies that people have liked. He did that movie that I don't know how to pronounce. Tsotsi. Tsotsi. T-S-O-T-S-I. Don't people like that movie? <laughs> I can't even pronounce his name. Maybe. Because I feel like his deal was he was a foreign director. I mean, South African and then it's like, hey, you want to do a big budget Hollywood movie? And then it becomes 
X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is really bad because it uses way too much green screen. Like, he was just seduced by the dark side of Hollywood. <laughs> uh, well, maybe he's working with some better people this time. I don't know. Just have to wait and see. Speaking of uh, speaking of Harrison Ford, I'm surprised I didn't see this movie on your guys' lists. Uh, are you excited about 42? What? Excited about what? No one knows what I'm talking about? Nope. Uh, the Jackie Robinson. Oh, the Jackie Robinson thing. Biopic, yeah, with uh, Harrison Ford playing Branch Rickey. Never heard of it. Oh. Well, <laughs> does you it watch come out this year? Yeah, it comes out pretty soon. Yeah. Is it so, like for HBO or something? No, like made for TV. No, it's a movie. Well, if I haven't heard of it, that's probably a bad thing, though, right? I don't know how you haven't heard of it. I mean, it. Uh, Watch the trailer. I, I, I've seen the trailer. It looks okay. It looks like a kind of typical biopic type of thing. I didn't even realize that, that was Harrison Ford. Neither did I at first. Like I knew he was in it, but then it took me a second to like. He looks so skinny. Uh, he, he looks a lot like Branch Ricky. If that's him. That's... I don't know. I really like the trailer. You know, I I really like that. You know, nineteen. Uh, 40s, 1950s Jay Z song they threw in there. That was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an appropriate choice. Yeah. I, I thought Sorry. it looked like, looked, you know, chilling. Yeah, it looks fine. I don't know. I'm just worried that I haven't seen any trailers for it. it makes me think that it's kind of wishy washy. The director oh, I don't know. We'll see. is uh, Brian Helgeland, who directed Payback and also the direct-to-video sequel to Payback, <laughs> as well as A Knight's Tale. But he also wrote Mystic River. Yeah, this guy looks like he's more of a writer than a director. So, we'll see. Oh, nice. Sounds, it sounds interesting. Yeah, I uh, I am interested by that. That sounds kind of neat. Is our next movie pretty neat? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I don't know much about it except for its really dumb title. Uh, White House Down, the latest directorial effort from Roland Emmerich, who I usually try to avoid seeing his movies because they look dumb. And mind-numbing, but I don't know. Maybe they're fun, John. You're you're kind of a Roland Emmerich kind of guy, right? I mean, yeah, I like him. Okay, I, I usually like his casts. He usually has a good cast. Yeah, he's got Channing Tatum and Jamie <laughs> Fox apparently playing Barack Obama. Uh, <laughs> like, seriously, he looks exactly like Barack Obama. Yeah, he does. I, I don't, like, get why they did that. Like, if you're going to do a black president, can't you do, like, a new spin on the black president? Not, like, the exact one we have in office right now. But, I don't know, maybe they're just trying to be like, what would it be like if the White House got taken over by this terrorist group and they kidnapped Obama and Channing Tatum had to go save them? <laughs> Channing Tatum play himself? Uh, no, he plays John Cale. 
founding member of the Velvet Underground. <laughs> <laughs> this is his biopic. Yeah. Hopefully Lou Reed makes an appearance too. I don't know. And he'll be ripped. Lou Reed's going to be yeah. ripped. <laughs> now, hold on. This is a uh, Roland Emmerich movie, so it's supposed to have a pretty huge cast. Who else do we have to look forward to? Uh, it's not that impressive. It looks, it's got Maggie Gyllenhaul, uh, James, James Woods. Woods, Richard Jenkins. Uh, it's also got Jason Clark from Zero Dark Thirty. Um, it's pretty good. See anyone else here? That's good enough, I guess. Lance Reddick, anyone? Who is that? Uh, Lieutenant Daniels from The Wire. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Cool, I guess. I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what kind it of is, part he plays. Seems pretty uninspired to make a black president and call him James Sawyer. They should have went with the Asian president. President Lin. Oh, I thought you guys meant like he like his character was Barack Obama. No, no. he just plays an incredibly Barack Obama esque character. Are he's trying he's to take away our... his haircut the same way. So like, uh, are you trying to take tra- away Channing Tatum's guns and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You say James Sawyer? Yeah, that's a lost character's name. Oh, that's Sawyer. <laughs> Sawyer's first name is James. Yeah. These weren't very original with the names in this movie. No, nope, they didn't even check to see if they're actually the names of real people. <laughs> <laughs> that's because they're, you know, they're not worried about that. They're focusing on making this a great film. Yeah. yeah. They're not worried about it. The complex relationship, John Cale and James Sawyer. <laughs> and John Cale's trying to protect James Sawyer, but he keeps trying to take away his guns. So he has to do without a gun. <laughs> And the White House is coming down. It's that's going a, down. I want to know. I want to know. Because in Independence Day, Roland Emmerich blew up the White House. Is it coming down again? <laughs> <laughs> it's called White House Down. What the hell does that mean? Uh, White House Down. We got a White House Down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Such a bad title. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Like a movie can't be good if the title makes you laugh from how stupid it is. I mean, I'm really looking forward to that trailer. Yeah. Or dreading how much I'm probably going to see it. <laughs> Who knows? But it comes out in June. It's interesting. The guy who wrote it, James Vanderbilt, also wrote Zodiac. And then everything else he wrote was bad. <laughs> weird when that happens. I, I, sometimes I wonder if that's just the screenwriter just one time did a really great job or like the producers and directors just totally fucked it up by changing it, but it's still credited to just him. Who knows? Oh, what are you talking about? He's also doing new RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> new RoboCop and he was responsible for the amazing Spider-Man. That script, the RoboCop script that went across the internet, everyone's saying it was like the worst script ever. <laughs> Supposedly that script, like, I don't know if this is true, but RoboCop goes to like Afghanistan or something and starts fighting, like to train, starts shooting people. 
<laughs> you know, like Iron Man did. It, it was basically really bad, but more violent Iron Man. <laughs> but the cast is amazing. It's got Gary Oldman and, and Michael Keaton and Samuel Jackson and Jay Bruchel. But that's 2014, so another year. We get to look forward to that. But now we have other stuff to look forward to now, uh, which leads us to my number seven, which is Pacific Rim, the latest from Guillermo del Toro. It seems like it's been a while since he's done a movie. I think Hellboy was the last one. Uh, but I've seen all of his movies, and I've liked all of them. Even the one that most people don't like, Mimic, is a movie I really enjoyed. So he's got a pretty good track record. This seems to be something he really likes. Pacific Rim is about guys getting in big-ass robots fighting giant monsters. And that sounds awesome. The only reason I have it lower on my list is because the trailer was released, and it looked a little more like slick than I expected. It looked kind of... I mean, people would say it looks Transformers-like. I don't know if I'd say that because I could actually tell what was going on. But the robots, they do kind of look like giant Master Chiefs. And you don't really see the monsters, but I was hoping they'd look more like traditional Godzilla monsters. Uh, it's hard to say. You don't really see them that well. But I, I thought it'd be, a, it'd be a little more old school, like a little more uh, retro 60s, 70s kind of looking. But it looks pretty modern. Uh, so that's the only reason I have it lower. But, I mean, aside from that, everything else sounds pretty cool. Sean, I know you're excited to see this movie. Uh, Do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, why is it British actors keep doing Southern accents when they have to play Americans? <laughs> my first question. Are you referring mm-hmm. to the guy who stars in this? I'm actually referring to Idris Elba's speech from the trailer. Was it? I can't remember. Was it Southern? Hey, he's like, we are going to cancel the apocalypse. I thought he was doing a British voice. He How was do doing that? a British voice. What am I thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> I gotta watch that trailer again, I guess. <laughs> But I thought you were referring to Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy, who stars in this, and he's he a pretty good American. He's accent. close to force British, but I just assumed maybe there's something in the trailer I missed. Like, oh, no. is he is he like really southern in this? Because I don't know if he talked in the trailer. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll just walk right out of his robot. <laughs> I say, I say, he'll talk like Foghorn Leghorn. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. It's got Charlie Day, uh, Rico Kikuchi, 100% awesome, I presume. <laughs> Perlman in there, punching, I presume. How do you feel about the, the look of the robots? Uh, I just assume that's the way computer effects are making things look now. Uh, uh, it's probably ILM, right? They do, they do giant robots all the time, so they probably got a pretty streamlined process. Uh, so that maybe that's why people are comparing it to, uh, to like the Transformers stuff. Uh, it's it's it's. I care less about how the robots look and more about how they're actually shot and how they're used. And it looks like they're going to be used to do rocket-powered punches to giant monsters' faces. Another thing that worries me just a little bit is they released. Uh pictures of the actors in their costumes and their really shiny black like Power Ranger costumes. And yeah, I think it's a little silly. Yeah, that's a very minor thing, but... It, it looks like they're doing like instead of... My, I personally prefer prefer, prefer when, when uh, 
you have like the like airplane cockpit style controls for for a robot where they're basically just like working joysticks and pressing buttons. Uh, but this movie's doing like Gundam a, style. Yeah, Gundam style. Nice. Uh, but this movie's doing some weird thing where it's like G Gundam style, where they're like in suits to control the robots, and they have to move in unison. I think that's that's the thing with uh, Sons of Anarchy guy and Rinko Kikuchi is they're like really good at mimicking each other. I'm not. I'm not. Something like that. So they pilot a robot. I think that's sort of interesting. Uh, We'll just have to wait and see, though. But it's been a while since Guillermo del Toro's done a movie. I've liked all his movies. Why would he he disappoint me now? Why would Uh, he take so much time to bring me down? Let your guard down. (laughs) Let my guard down. That doesn't seem fair. Uh, He's got that Mama movie out. What's, What's his deal with that? Well, that's just like he produced, maybe co wrote. Like really? that, he didn't really. He's it's not like that's his thing. All I hear about Guillermo del Toro is he's like so busy working on stuff all the time. There's really not been anything since Hellboy. Well, stuff that doesn't get made. <laughs> he's 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 written he's co-written a couple scripts. I think he no he didn't even co-write Mom. He just he's too busy producing it. Um, but he I remember he co-wrote. Oh God, don't. Be Afraid of the Dark, some really dumb title, some Katie Holmes movie. It was really bad, but he didn't direct it. He just co-wrote it. Yeah, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Uh, aside from that, yeah, I don't know. I think he wrote a book that's being developed uh, into a series for FX. Uh, something horror-y. I think he had vampires. I don't know. He's got a lot of stuff in the works. It just... Who knows if any of it's going to come out yet? But this is definitely coming out. It's got got a trailer and everything. Uh, comes out July. Look forward to it. I do. Did I just sell it to a British or a, a Southern accent in Prometheus? Yeah, and it was really bad. But his he was still pretty good. Yeah, maybe that's something. Yeah. <laughs> he fought through the accent. Like I still really enjoyed his performance, but the fact <laughs> I'm like no one in the world talks like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the future, man. Okay, it's the okay, new that, dialect. That, that's it. The future. That, I feel like that's a pretty good argument. I can't. Dude, uh, there's a character on Star Trek: The Next Generation who had a, a British accent in real life, and so they told her to make up an accent. This is according to Memory Alpha, the Star Trek Wikipedia. Like Highlander. That's what Highlander is. What about Lowlander? Well, and Highlander. <laughs> just to go off in a second. Since he's been around for, you know, a thousand years or whatever, he's been to all these different countries over time. So in modern day, he speaks with, like, all these different languages, like, in one. I mean, he speaks English, but, like, he has no accent. But it's, like, the worst thing you've ever heard. (laughs) It sounds like French-Canadian, basically. (laughs) All languages combined, all accents combined equals French-Canadian. So my number seven is Man of Steel, uh, the new Superman film i've been growing increasingly interested in this uh ever since i heard chris nolan was on as a producer and he, th- he seems like he's pretty hands-on uh zach snyder's the, the director uh but it was yeah that that trailer that they put in front of uh dark knight rises with uh lord of the rings music you guys remember that oh yeah yeah, yeah. 
That was that's cool. Pretty, that was pretty cool. Uh, and as hesitant as I am to go for like really dark approaches to superheroes, especially Superman, I think that would be a horrible misstep if this movie's really dark. I don't mind them doing it more seriously and not doing it as tongue-in-cheek as the first couple Superman movies and especially the last few Superman movies, uh, which I believe are officially, like, they don't even exist. We're not even allowed to talk about <laughs> Superman 3 and 4 and, and even Superman Returns for some reason. Uh, we, we just don't talk about that. Uh, yeah, what? No, go ahead. You better not be Finish your thought. about to be talking about that, John. I did not see Sucker Punch or The Owls of Gahul. Uh, <laughs> I think they changed the title when it finally came out. Oh, wait, no. It, they, they changed it to Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. <laughs> it is Legends of the Guardians? So what was that... S- like Santa Claus's buff movie. I Wasn't think that, that was Rise, Rise of the Guardian. Oh, okay. Anyway, I was going to say 300 I was fine with. Watchmen I liked. Uh, I don't think Zack Snyder uh, is, a, is a director I have to dislike. Not yet, at least. I, 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 I believe he can do stylish movies pretty well. And I think having Chris Nolan around to, will help. Make sure there's some substance to it. Uh, David S. Goyer did the script, so that's that's exciting, right? He's uh, but he did it. Well, him and Christopher Nolan did the story, but he did the script solo, and that uh, makes me a little nervous. That like, can David S. Goyer pull it off by himself? Because he's written some really bad movies too, but he's also written some really cool movies like Dark City. Dark City. But then like, ba- he's done like five. He's written like five different Puppet Master movies. Jumper. <laughs> Kickboxer two. <laughs> All yes. of the Blades. I, the Blades movies are like his babies. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried about that. I'm worried about Superman walking around in handcuffs. Like, that, I don't know what that's about yet, but I'm intrigued to find out. I don't mind General Zod, and I especially like that it's Michael Shannon playing him. Uh, I'll, I'd like to think that they can just get all the Krypton stuff done and move on from there. I'm assuming it's a reboot of, of the Superman franchise, but I guess that that's not even a given. It could be a, a whole like pseudo sequel like Superman Returns, which I don't know. And Richard Schiff's in it, so props to my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. I'm really hoping that it's just going to be like the Dark Knight trilogy all over again somehow, <laughs> which will be hard, but fingers crossed. I like that they called it Man of Steel. That's a good title. Yeah, they're just like doing whatever Batman does. <laughs> Batman Begins, Superman Returns, The Dark Knight, Man of Steel. So how how connected? I mean, obviously, I don't think it's connected at all to Superman Returns as far as continuity goes. But is it connected at all as far as uh, like uh, staff goes? Or is it just completely severed and different? Well, I think there might be some. I I think I read that Henry Cavill, who's playing Superman, was someone they were considering for Superman Returns. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that you know there are some people there who are like oh, I remember that guy. He's pretty cool. 
Although he's British. So, the enemy. <laughs> I just hope they don't make him so strong that if you shoot him in the eye with a Gatling gun, <laughs> he doesn't even flinch. Make him feel pain. And yeah. I'm worried about the fact that no underpants, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I mean, maybe it kind of works because it makes him look more alien. And that's kind of cool. I, I like the look. You it don't can, think it, it has can grow on a, me. like Green Lantern vibe to it? Like the suit is his skin. Yeah. Ooh. I want to believe. I want to believe that this is DC saying, all right, those Dark Knight movies gave us a bunch of credibility and we want the money that the Avengers gets. So here is our first like serious attempt to start building the DC cinematic universe like Marvel's done. You know, and it's got to start with Superman, right? Because mm-hmm. I think we're, they're definitely building to a Justice League movie, right? And so it might as well start here. Did they ever hint at Superman in, in Dark Knight trilogy? What? I don't like, remember. What was the question? Did they ever like hint at Superman in the Dark Knight trilogy? No, I don't think so. They hinted at Superman in Spider-Man 2. <laughs> well, that doesn't make any sense. But they talk about like Metropolis, I think. Oh, did they? Did they mention Metropolis? I think they mentioned Metropolis. Uh, yeah, that might have happened. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that they exist in the same uh, universe. Uh, I don't think it makes sense, though. <laughs> eh. Well, we don't know. I mean, because I I maybe Man of Steel is going to be so similar in tone to those movies. So. That would be I, I'm, I don't know. I'm really excited to where that can go. Yeah. It could be pretty cool. Colin, what are you excited for? At number seven. Well, I'm not particularly excited for <laughs> Identity Thief, which is the latest uh, mix-up Jason Bateman movie. Uh, this time he gets mixed up with someone stealing uh, his identity, which for some reason, he because of that, he has to go track them down for some reason, that part doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, Can he call the like, cops? No, no, no. The trailer makes it clear. He's he's like really pissed that all his shit got stolen and the cops aren't doing anything about it. And he's like, so wait, if I brought her in, you'd, you'd take care of this? And the cop's like, yeah. So he's like, all right, I'm going to go get her myself. Okay, that is such a strained premise for a movie. That doesn't make any sense. But... Uh, I guess he just needed a reason to pair him up with Melissa McCarthy, who, you know, I like, but she seems to be getting cast in broad comedies like this, where she's just kind of the wacky, wacky fat lady. And uh, did, did we really need another comedy, comedy where someone sings along to the song Milkshake? Weren't we past that period? Just getting started. I thought we were past the period of Jason Bateman losing his identity. <laughs> no. He can do more things. How many times has it happened? Is this the third time? Well, there's the change up. Did it did anything? It's called the change up, but did. What, what happens in that movie? What happens in the changeup? No, that's the that's the one where they switch, right? Him and the changeup is the one with 
Ryan Reynolds where they switch bodies. Yeah. But then there's a movie called The Switch. The Switch. <laughs> the Switch. <laughs> but I don't think it's about him losing his eye, like becoming someone else. It's just called The Switch. So no, it sounds this, like... If I remember correctly, The Switch is Jennifer Aniston wants to get artificially inseminated and Jason Bateman like switches the semen she chose with his own semen. So, <laughs> so he puts his identity into her in a way. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he like does that on purpose or not. <laughs> I don't know. I will never see it. Uh-huh. Probably will not see Identity Thief either. Yeah, trailer's not particularly funny. It's a lot of physical comedy yeah, poorly done. Jason David getting punched in the face or the throat. Just the whole facial area, basically. People getting hit by cars. And then it looks like there's some sort of subplot where there's criminals chasing after them with guns, so it's like kind of action-y, too. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they shouldn't fuck Jason Bateman. He was in the kingdom. He knows how to handle a gun. No one remembers that show. Except for you. That was sweet. Was it? Kind of like really sweet. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet? I could believe it. Like way better than other movies made by Peter Berg. I presume. Mm -hmm. Like Battleship. Yeah. Uh, shall we move on to John's number six, which is <laughs> this is the know, kind of a familiar one. Can we add anything to that? I don't think so. I think I this is the end of us talking about this. Sean, your number six. Star Trek Into Darkness, a dumb title or a movie I want to believe in. <laughs> I wouldn't think it was dumb if it had a colon after Star Trek. But because they're making it like, oh, they're trekking into darkness. It's like, that's dumb. God, now I'm not sure. I don't think there's a colon. I've never seen a colon. There is not. Okay. It's stupid. They're trekking into darkness. (laughs) Yeah, so knocks against it so far. There's that. There's the fact that the trailer or the, uh, the poster... Uh, looks like every other movie poster now. Mainly Dark Knight movie posters. I still think it's cool. I mean, it's uninspired, but it, I wouldn't say it looks bad. Yeah. And, and then yeah, there's I've seen this about 50 times. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the fact that the trailer doesn't seem to have any space in it. It's like a minute long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just want to see more space. I just don't. I don't want them to go underwater and <laughs> spend the whole time on Earth. I feel like we got a lot of space in the last one. Yeah, I, I believe we'll get space. I'm pretty sure. I don't I think know, you can call a movie Star Trek and not go into space. Space isn't as interesting to me as going to planets and spaceships. Like, I'm not gonna be worried. I'm not gonna be like, oh, they're not in space right now. I mean, <laughs> they're usually in a big ship when they're in space anyway. So as long as they're in a ship, I don't care what's outside of them. Yeah, it's, I always assumed that the Enterprise was designed in a way that it could only exist in a you know outside of gravity and like mm-hmm. actually being on a planet, it would just crumble. But 
Clearly not, because we see it like coming out of water. Isn't there also like sh- shots of ships crashing though? Yeah, maybe maybe it can't handle it. Like they can't handle <laughs> the landing. Rush it! But what most people are talking about is the fact that Benedict Cumberbatch is a villain, and everyone's like, "Is he, uh, you know, some sort of classic Star Trek villain? Is he a new character?" What's, you know, is he human? What's his relation to the other characters, if any? And that's, that's generating a lot of uh, dis- really, really nerdy discussion. <laughs> it seems like the consensus is that he's probably Gary Mitchell. Yeah, um, who was, uh, a, yeah, from an, an original episode where No Man Has Gone Before. And I watched that a while back. He was, a star, he was a Star Trek crew member, and then he got psychic powers, and he basically became like a god. It's a really good episode. Uh, the name that they've released, though, for Benedict Cumberbatch is John Harrison, which sounds like an alias. Yeah. <laughs> like a beetle alias. John if you're Harrison. making up a, a fake beetle. <laughs> it's like the best one you could do. Yeah. Because George Lennon sounds too much like a, I don't know, like a dictator or something, some sort of communist <laughs> author. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Though people are, I, I, I'm really annoyed by people who are like, oh, he's con, he should be con. I'm like, they did con well. They don't need to do him again. It's one of the few things that a Star Trek movie did right. Like, let's, yeah. I, I'm most interested in it maybe being a new character. And there is part of me that still wishes they had just done a new Star Trek crew instead of remaking it and recasting all the roles. Especially yeah. now that I'm watching Next Generation. For the first time, I'm like getting really into these characters. I believe in this franchise's ability to make new characters. Uh, but whatever, I like the cast of Star Trek 2009, and I liked Star Trek 2009 a lot more than, well, like half of the Star Trek movies at least. And uh, and everyone's back, even even Bruce Greenwood as a uh, as Christopher Pike is back. Uh, unconfirmed. He's got to get killed. He's got to get killed at some point. I'm, no, really, I'm amazed I, he survived the last one. He's got to have that moment in the movie where he's like in a hospital and he's like, what you did is incredible. People are, need to know about this. See, that's I think I think because uh, Pike's famous for, you know, being in the beatbox. Uh, <laughs> what? Think, well, in the original Star Trek, he eventually got really hurt somehow or disfigured and he's just in this box where he's paralyzed and like staring off into space <laughs> and the machine just goes beep beep oh, you, you I, thought he, I thought you were saying he beat he'd beatboxed in it or something. <laughs> 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 yeah in 1963 he was the original beatboxer well this is in the future again remember so, oh that's true so it's already been invented but I I like to see Pike just keep getting horribly injured and like more and more disabled as these movies go on. <laughs> You'd like to see it as a gradual process. <laughs> like, oh, he's got start in this one, and the next one he becomes paralyzed, and then he can't talk, and he has to by the end. Box. By the end, <laughs> he has and to be the beatbox. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he communicates. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on to my number six movie I anticipate not seeing. It comes out in a 
couple of weeks, I think. It's Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which <laughs> is one of, well, I guess multiple movies this year to take old fairy tales and turn them into action movies. There's also that Jack the Giant Hunter movie coming out. So this one, they seem to go more of the uh, Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter route, where it's just like this... Uh, it's just dumb badass action movie where they're just you know, shooting witches, I guess. It's oh, Van it's Helsing. Sure. <laughs> they're like I'm whipping sure witches. About as good. <laughs> what I don't get is have these kind of movies been successful? Like, was Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? Did. I don't think America embraced that as I much feel like as people, studios thought they would. I feel like people talked about it a lot, but I don't think anyone saw it. It it seemed like a straight to DVD movie that somehow made it into theaters. And that seems like Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunter is like the same it's like the same kind of thing. We're like, how did this get made? How did Jeremy Renner get in this? I think that's how it got made. Oh yeah. Was in it. But they keep taking these fairy tales and trying to update them and i don't know that it's worked yet <laughs> i remember there's that red riding hood that was trying to be like kind of twilight like mm-hmm. and what else i know that there's oh well i guess you could maybe you could throw snow white and the huntsman in there yeah so hansel and gretel's is definitely more action-packed i just how do you make this pitch how do you say okay so you, everyone knows the story of hansel and gretel but this is like later when they grow up and now they'll kill us like what? How did you get a studio to sign off on that? The voice like, is dead, man. It's like something <laughs> now the killers. Yo, yo, dig this, dig this. Hansel and Greta. <laughs> One of the studio guys went to his drug dealer and just pitched it. <laughs> this is, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> idea. Oh man, these witches be crazy. <laughs> Yeah, just uninspired action bullshit. Red Man mm-hmm. trailer, guys. Terrible, except for Jeremy Renner at the very end says, there's one thing I know. Don't eat the fucking candy. I'm like, yes. Thank <laughs> yeah. God. Do you think, oh, I was going to think, I was thinking, oh, are they going to incorporate that? But no, this is like after that event. This is after he ate a bunch of candy. Yeah. In the witch's house. Let's do that. I wish that they'd <laughs> they w- they wouldn't incorporate like they were doing the original story in this. Book. <laughs> so like, like badass hunters following this trail of candy on the ground. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't work the same. But yeah, Jerry Redder just like starts eating candy. <laughs> hmm? Hmm? All right. <laughs> well, let's move on to our number five, which for. Both of you guys is Elysium. Yeah, yeah. that worked out. <laughs> We're just both equally excited for it. This is the next sci-fi, or just the next movie in general, because he's only done one movie from Neil Blomkamp of District 9 fame. It's Matt Damon. It's in the future. Uh, something about he's part of this... Uh, there's like, isn't there like, there's like a fancier part of society, and then there's like the people that are 
poor and Hell shit. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Just like Oblivion, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and also District 9. Yeah, I uh, I'm, I think there's a plot synopsis, but I can't remember what it is. But well, it's just re- remember the trailer to Oblivion where it's like cool guy and then like bossy lady and cool guys like hanging out with the poor people. And he like, I get it, even though I'm from the better people. It's like that, but with Matt Damon and Jodie Foster. Yeah. Bald Matt Damon. And well, he's a criminal, so he doesn't have hair. I mean, District 9 just had such a unique look to it through its combination of uh, well, just creative storytelling and visuals and CG with uh, animatronics and stuff. And this has a similar look to it, which I like. He's, there's this cool, there's, I mean, all there basically is is a picture of Matt Damon holding this sweet gun. And he's got this weird like robotic brace on his arm or something. I'm like, yeah, that looks like something from District 9. And... I kind of like that they're keeping it under wraps because District 9 was pretty under wraps until it came out. Like, they weren't telling you shit about that. And this comes out this summer. I mean, I guess it's probably a little early for a trailer because I think it comes out in August. But they're keeping tight-lipped. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Store about space and guns and robots and Charlton Copley's there. Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, Charlton Copley is... uh, his acting career has finally taken off. He's the bad guy in Old Boy. The uh, the Spike Lee Old Boy also coming out this year. Yeah, who knows what that'll be like? Well, Old Boy it started as a manga, right? Which is nothing like the movie at all. So does that mean this new movie will try to follow the manga more, or do you think it's just going to be try to follow the other movie? I think it's just going to rip off the movie because if they tried to make that manga into a movie. Uh, God, I don't even know. There's like no action in it at all. It's maybe a that's psych- what they want. <laughs> like maybe Fincher could do it. It would have to be, you know, a, a psychological thriller. Which I don't think Spike Lee is in a position to make a movie like that at this point. But I think he can do violence, probably. In style. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. I'm going to leave my hand open to new ideas. Unlike the creative team behind Collins number five. Which is uh, one of Top Ted Thursday's most talked about movies at this point. Uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation. It was on this same list last year. But it didn't get released because uh, I don't think there was a good reason for it. It was probably just cause, probably because Channing Tatum dies really early. Probably, and this was the year of Channing Tatum. And I'm guessing that's what I've heard is that they add in more Channing Tatum. There's definitely more of him in this uh, more recent trailer. But, you know, it basically looks like the same movie. All the G.I. Joes are dead. The Rock comes in and he's like, I'm going to save this franchise. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) you know, presidents being imitated by some shapeshifter. I think it's the bad guy from the the mummy. 
is the guy who changes his identity. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> He's that's pretty like underwhelming villain for a movie. Yeah, it's like you would have thought that guy had stopped acting, but no. <laughs> <laughs> what I find so strange is, who, what are they gonna do about Cobra Commander? Because at the end of the last GI Joe. Joseph Gordon-Levitt kind of reveals or becomes Cobra Commander. He's not Cobra Commander through the movie, but by the end he is. But then he's like, I'm not doing another one of these because it's so bad. <laughs> and they haven't announced, well, who's the new Cobra Commander? What's the deal with that? Not that I, I care that much, but it's just well, weird. Cobra Commander always wore a helmet. Do you think they could just do Dude in a Helmet and just not even address it? It just seems weird that you, I haven't been able to f- I actually look because I was curious. I can't find any casting information about who's playing Cobra Commander. What Unless it's, it's going to be... <laughs> like they, someone throws acid in his face and he just starts talking with a bunch of S's. Seize them! It's like how The Rock was a good guy in Doom, but then and he became like Demon Rock. What? You didn't know that, Sean? Oh, no. you got to see Doob. <laughs> I've only seen like the last half hour. It was awful. I never wanted to see it because the selling point of that movie sounded so stupid. Which oh, was, Carl Urban going into first person? Yeah. Well, it's in first person for like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awful. God. Not cool. It looks really bad. And then he fights Demon Rock. But, looks, <laughs> but that, that looks badass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of how much we've already talked about Shake and The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was the recurring theme last year on, on our most anticipated movies podcast. They are just the actors of our time. You can't escape them. Yeah, people people like him. And we got to get as much Channing Tatum as we can because he's taken like a year off of acting. Oh, no. Uh, in 2013, even though he's got like five movies coming out in 2013. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio is doing the same thing. He's like, I've been in so much lately, I'm taking a break. But we've still got a bunch. Like, The Wolf of Wall Street will be out uh, this year. The new uh, him movie. I'm trying to take a break. <laughs> Martin Scorsese is pretty, pretty yeah. cool, I guess. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I don't want to talk about it. I didn't even put on this list because I'll probably just see it anyway. It doesn't matter if I anticipate it or not. Uh, but yeah, G.I. Joe, it's, I, I mean, I can't see how anyone, anyone could have liked the first one. It was unbearable. It was just so awful. <laughs> I was and this one looks exactly the same, except they put Bruce Willis instead of Dennis Quaid. And he likes and, to be called Joe. Yes, we called Joe because he's the original Joe. Even though they're like, "There's no Joe." Another one, like, "Oh, books up for this one." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I assume what they're gonna do for the bad guy though is that Jonathan Price will probably handle most of it. He'll probably stay in that identity most of the time, so they don't have to have really bad guy for the Bubby. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little. Just Gordon Levitt cameo. John, what is your number four movie that you're anticipating? I went with Anchorman. Just because, well, I'm, I'm really excited to have just like another Will Ferrell movie that will probably be good. Because I always love Will Ferrell, but he does pick a lot of 
iffy projects. I mean, he's always good in them. And, of course, Anchorman has such a huge cult following now. I put it at four because there's not any trailers. I don't really know anything about it. Uh, it. It doesn't come out to like, December. But just the fact that it's being made is really exciting <laughs> and that it's got the original cast. Uh, and it has that trailer that's kind of funny. I mean, what's not to like? Where would a where would a Zoolander two rank on your list if that was like <laughs> same situation? Like you don't know anything about it, but it's original cast and. Uh, I think I like Anchorman a little more than Zoolander. I think Anchorman is a lot better. Than I Zoolander. know, but I feel like Zoolander has a special place in your heart. It does, but it's it, kind of it, stupid. It, it, it could make the top. No, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> I was just curious. I think it would be on my list, but not high, low on the list. It just seems so so perfect that you could call it two lander. <laughs> would it be spelled T W O? It could be. I'm really surprised it never got made because it it has it has a bit of a following, and you know you could put like Jack Black or Sasha Baron Cohen or whoever the hell you want in it. <laughs> There's, you could take it so many different directions. Like he has to come out of retirement, because I think he did retire at the end because he's just sticking to the school for kids that can't read good. He wanted to do other stuff too. I don't know if maybe you get Wolf. Did Wolfrell die or is he? What happened? At the end of Zoolander. <laughs> I can't remember. I I believe he's just arrested. Right? He throws the the ninja star at the prime minister. And then Zoolander stops it with uh, Blue Magnum. Steel? No, Magnum. Did David right. Duchovny die? Yeah. <laughs> he got shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Anchorman 2. What do we know about Anchorman 2? I thought I read that for some reason Vince Vaughn is back. <laughs> it was like the ri- one of the rival bo- um, newsmen. Yeah, so that's, that's funny. Arm and end. Luke Wilson is he no, back? That, no, Luke Wilson was the one that lost his arms, right? And he yeah. is back. Without he lost both arms. <laughs> <laughs> Baxter is returning, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just the fact that this is getting made because it's been so long. It's been you know nine something years. You wouldn't think it ever would have been made, and it's getting made. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, will this be another cult movie that people are going to be quoting for years? It's possible, you know. I've liked most of Adam McKay's dumb Will Ferrell comedies. I, uh, I even like the uh, the the Step Brothers one, which, in my memory, is really really stupid. But at the same time, I feel like I enjoyed pretty it. good jokes. Yeah, and the other guys was pretty enjoyable. So. I guess there's no. Re- oh wait, Adam McKay's producing Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. <laughs> what? That's a, that doesn't seem like his normal project. They're just producing that. You know, anyone can produce. Um. Yeah, exciting. More people will be uh, Ron Burgundy for next Halloween. Then you know, we'll bring that costume back into popularity. Can't wait. Everyone going. I am Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be awesome. You ever go into a Halloween costume and they have the Ron Burgundy costume and they can't call it that, so they call it like 70s Newsman? <laughs> my favorite one... Costume stores, no. My favorite one is last Halloween, I went and they had a wig, and it was a Guy Fieri wig, but they just had to call it like Celebrity Chef. 
like, <laughs> we know who that is. There's only ah, one person Emerald. who looks like that. <laughs> oh, I'm Emerald. This will perfect my Emerald costume. This stupid blonde goatee with spiked hair and sunglasses that I put on the back of my head. <laughs> well, it could also double as a Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> if you take off the goatee, I suppose. Yeah. Just wig. That would be a great costume. Crazy. You're just gonna be an asshole for a night. Just you just go into restaurants and order stuff, and then you like spit it out, throw it up, <laughs> and you go to their bathroom. Throw it. Shit, it's still frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a great costume idea. Hmm. Uh, another thing that has British people is Sean's number four pick. <laughs> How do you know? It's it's the world's end. The uh, world's end, yeah. This is the the British one, like Colin said. Uh, not too much to add, it's, except I really liked uh, the first two uh, in this sort of trilogy. Um, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. And I, I even was pretty okay with the Scott Pilgrim. I, I liked it more the second time I watched it. And if I watched it a third time, I could even continue liking it, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Not We don't know that much about it yet. It's not going to be out for a while. Yeah, that's the only reason I didn't put it higher, because those those uh, first two Edgar Wright uh, films, they're you know some of my favorite comedies the last 10 years. He has such a great style. But it's, it's still a while off, so I wasn't... Like, with yeah, and he's lost his magic. <laughs> Who knows? And you're probably right because because there's Paul out there, that movie. But Paul. here's the thing. Like, I noticed, like, with Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, it was written by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. And then they finally did a project where they each wrote their own script. Paul was written by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Scott Pilgrim was written by just by Edgar Wright. And you could clearly tell that, just compared from those two movies, that Edgar Wright's probably the more talented writer in that relationship. So him with Simon Pegg fills me with confidence because I don't feel like Edgar Wright has ever done anything bad. I don't think so. Unless he's hiding something. Yeah, he hides it very well. I think he wrote a draft of Tintin, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about that. Maybe Tintin's one of the greatest movies ever made. Just know it's not. Oh. But yeah, I'm uh, excited. Here's a movie I hope lots of people don't see, but probably will. Colin's number four. Yeah, that is uh, The Hangover Part 3, which, you know, I, like most people, liked the first Hangover movie. It was funny. Um, but with The Hangover Part 2, I didn't watch much of it, but I watched, I don't know, maybe the first 10 or 15 minutes of it with Sean. And I saw from just those opening moments that these characters don't really have legs. They're not that <laughs> they're not that likable. It's mainly just Zach Galifianakis. If you just throw him in a scene, he'll probably be funny. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. You guys can vouch for me. You guys have seen more of The Hangover Part Two. Yeah. So we were hanging out, and you had to go home. So. Like I understand you giving up on it, but I I stayed there and I kept watching because I wanted to believe that there would be something funny. Like maybe 
maybe all the setup couldn't be funny, but then once you know the night happened and they started having to put it all together again, it would get funny. Uh, but it never did. It got so bad I couldn't keep watching it. It was unwatchably bad. To the end, and so I, I did not make it to the end. Not even close. I have. <laughs> <laughs> it was not worth it. I honestly, it's weird. I was in the same situation. I, I'm going to stop watching this a minute because this is so awful. But I kept going, and it wasn't worth it. I think near the end, Mike Tyson comes back and sings a song. It's not even remotely funny. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's like a sh- it's basically it, I mean it's a shot for shot remake of the first Hangover in a new location, but not funny for some reason. I guess for one thing because we've seen it already. I yeah, I agree that the characters do not have legs. Uh, it, they get like it, so drunk, man. God, like, man. Yeah, they get even more. No, they get. I'd say they get equally fucked up, and. I'm Ken Jeong was not funny coming back. He was really annoying, and he's gonna he's be in. The, he's in the new one. Oh, I guess even though he, I'm pretty sure he did get killed. You're right. <laughs> so I have no idea how that works. Flashback. Really, the only thing remotely interesting about the Hangover Part Three is it has John Goodman, but that doesn't mean it's gonna be great. It's just. Actually, it makes you feel kind of bad because you're like, oh, he shouldn't be doing that. He could be doing other stuff. I believe there, it's, the next one is in Las Vegas again. <laughs> eh. But I don't think it's the same premise. That's this all time, they've said really this about time the plot. They're in a fountain and they switch bodies. <laughs> yep. Uh. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, probably won't be good. I think the first hangover was kind of a fluke, I guess. Uh, John, you're number three. What is it? I went with the next Coen Brothers movie, if it actually does come out next year, Inside Lewin Davis. That's how I want to say it is pronounced, but I don't know. I first thought it was Llewellyn, but it doesn't have an extra L. So I must be Lewin. Hey, Who's clicking so loud? Some furious Googling going on. Keep it down over there, all right? Anyways, John. Not me, for the record. That was not me. It was not me. That wasn't you? It was probably Nancy. (laughs) This is what happens when you just have a list. I thought I turned my mic off. I guess you could still. (laughs) Oh, I guess you can't. Never mind. It won't be heard on the podcast. (laughs) Oh. So it'll sound like we're talking to no one right now. Is that what you're telling me? All right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) the best jokes I ever heard. Ghosts on the internet. That's a good move. That'd be a good movie idea. I'm sure it's been done 50 times. Anyways, Inside Lewin Davis uh, stars Oscar Isaac as a folk singer in the 1960s. Uh, it's supposedly about the 60s New York folk scene. It's also got Carrie Mulligan and Justin Timberlake. Uh, John Goodman and F. Murray Abraham are also in there. I think I heard that it was going to be a musical, but I'm not sure if that is still the case. Uh, of course, I've seen every Coen Brothers movie, so I'm super stoked. I like have liked most of them. I think the inspiration for this was Dave Van Ronk, uh, who I only know about because he was in No Direction 
home. I remember them like interviewing him or something like that. Or no, he, or was he dead? No, they that interviewed movie? him. Yeah, so they, they interviewed, interviewed him. him. I mean, he seemed they, like a kind of interesting guy. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Isaac's character is supposedly based off of him. I, 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 I assume maybe some of the other characters that make up the cast are maybe based off other folk singers. And that sounds kind of interesting. I really think that's an interesting uh, point in uh, music history, so I'd, I'd love to see that uh, tackled. And the fact that it's being done by the Coen brothers only sweetens the deal. I just hope it uh, comes out at some point. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure if this is one that's going to just, they're going to throw out somewhere in spring or if they're going to hold on to it and like, maybe this can win Oscars. Because I feel like it was originally supposed to come out in 2012, like, because like, oh, this, should, this could win Oscars, maybe. But then like, oh, we just, we're not done now. We got to, you know, it's not ready. <laughs> so who knows? But it's got to come out at some point. Sounds like it's been made. We just play the waiting game. It feels like it's been a while for a Coen Brothers movie. Because they had that period of time where uh, 2008, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, they had a movie like almost every year. Yeah, I think they did. (laughs) Well, yeah, No Country, Run After Reading, Serious Man, True Grit. I feel like we're all consecutive by the year. And then now they're, you know, took a little break. They had overload. But this sounds like uh, something that they could do well. (laughs) So I'm excited. Very well, then. Uh, Gravity's my next pick. (laughs) Speaking to the mic, sure. Not much to add, really. Uh... From what what John said, I'm pumped. Twenty minutes of, for the opening scene. That should be pretty cool. Did you ever get to see any of the opening footage anywhere that they showed in IMAX, like on the internet or anything? No. I bet that made it to the internet. Nope. It's weird. I feel like they didn't advertise that enough. The fact that they showed the first like nine minutes before The Hobbit, if you saw it in IMAX. And Paul is the only person I know who saw it in IMAX, and he said that it looked pretty good. But then he was kind of pissed off because they showed that much of the movie, and then oh, that's you gotta wait till May. Or yeah, I think it's May. But the fact that those first nine minutes were good fills me with confidence. What? Why was I talking about that? I don't know. Go on. I was, I was talking, I about... talking about. Yeah, no, I started talking about Star Trek again. Go on. <laughs> I thought you were talking about gravity. Don't do drugs, kids. I don't even know how I transitioned to that. Go ahead. Yeah, how did you? Why don't you go a... back to the tape? Well, someone must have mentioned space. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Because I was talking about gravity. Was... So did you just assume Sean was talking about Star Trek <laughs> in the darkness? <laughs> You just made a mental leap that none of us were able to pick I made up a, on? I made a quantum leap, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Scott Bakula would be proud. All right, well, shall we just move on to my number three pick, which is uh, Twilight with Witches, otherwise known as Beautiful Creatures. Uh, Sean talked about how <laughs> British people are 
all about trying to do southern accents now. It seems like this movie uh, is going to be wrought with British people trying to do southern accents. Uh, and I guess people are trying to make witches the new vampires, I guess. If we've got Hansel and Gretel and also this really lame, melodramatic fantasy looking movie coming out uh, yeah it looks bad I feel like this book was probably written just to cash in on Twilight because <laughs> it's another like young adult fiction trilogy they all came out hella fast Let's see 2009 for the first one the second one was out by 2010 there's already four of them. <laughs> so I, I guess it just makes sense. If, you, you know, if you're already doing it with books, might as well bring them over to movies. <laughs> yeah. This is just a whole franchise made to make money off of Twilight's popularity. And there's uh, yeah, definitely something fundamentally wrong with that. Uh you're saying there's something fundamentally wrong with capitalism, Colin? Um, yeah. <laughs> when, it's, when it's used to this effect. I get, but we're not really being fair, are we? I, for all we know, these books are good. Mm, I mean, just because yeah. you're cashing in on a fad doesn't mean you're doing it. You're, you're automatically making bad media. Gotta make a living, Colin. Um, Sean's got a good point. Uh, I don't have a good point. You gotta make a living. Okay, you, sure. Think. I mean, <laughs> that think, is th a point. Think of all the people that you know aren't necessarily like creatively involved, but they're financially involved in this. You like you know crew and caterers and all these people that are making money off of it. You know, so you gotta keep that. Keep those dollars coming, man. I respect okay. that. Sure, yeah, that happens. And uh, it's directed by the guy who wrote The Fisher King. Okay. The script. He also directed P.S. I Love You and Freedom Writers. Did you see that on Wikipedia? I did see that on Wikipedia. I wouldn't trust Wikipedia, Sean. I was allowed to Wikipedia today. Says that the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl six thousand six hundred eighty-three zero. A couple of minutes later, it changed that the Giants beat the Patriots even though they scored zero points. The Patriots only had two. <laughs> I was once the National League MVP on Wikipedia. But I can see from Wikipedia that Danny Harrison's band does the music to this movie. Oh, you talked about the new number two? The new no two? Yeah. So are you guys starting to get behind this movie? Is that what I'm hearing here? No. Okay. It's got Viola Davis and Jeremy Irons. Uh, that trailer, yeah, it looked pretty lame. It didn't look like there's anything special about it. I don't know. That's not, I'm not in the intended audience, so whatever. I don't think it'll do that well for some Probably reason. Probably not. The fact that I've never heard of it before this movie, because mm, I, I feel like I 
had I heard of Twilight before the movie? I don't know. But that was a big thing. Like this, maybe this is like a popular book series, but it's not huge. So I don't think it'll do that well. Because there's so many books that I'm sure that are about as successful as Beautiful Creatures that are Twilight knockoffs. Because there's just so many of those. This one just happened to get made. They probably sent like some producer, some guy out, just buy all these books, and then they just like <laughs> threw them in a bag and picked one out. Well, I guess I'll make this one. The kids like this. My <laughs> little girl likes this movie. Here's a book. <laughs> That's what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. He's really out of breath. You know? Well, he had to go to every bookstore and buy Sounds like hard work, yeah. <laughs> Tough yeah, job. Few and far between. Uh, but it, you know what kills me uh, watching the trailer for this is the whole, like, on your birthday, you're going to either be a good witch or a bad witch permanently and forever. We don't know that's what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen, Jack. <laughs> we don't know what her tattoo is counting down to. They didn't say. They did imply that she was like a witch, but she like you gonna, ultimate are you, witch. Are you saying she could go the middle path and not be light or dark? I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying we don't know that she's like some kind of witch or maybe she's something different. Who knows? I like it. You sure could go, she's okay. I could go to Wikipedia for the book and read how it ends. But, uh, oh, shit. Should we do that? Do you guys want to know how the Caster Chronicles ends? No. It has a name? <laughs> what do you yep. think? Caster Chronicles? <laughs> like castor oil? <laughs> Like spell casters, I imagine. Oh, that's clever. As Ethan... Oh, no! No! <laughs> you, guys, you guys are not going to believe the ending of the Caster Chronicles. What? Uh, so apparently Ethan dies in at least the third book. And so the fourth book, Lena is still mourning his death. And she's like trying to find a way to bring him back. But also, Ethan is trying to bring himself back from the dead. And uh, as she gets, as, as, as Lena keeps trying to bring Ethan back, she starts like hanging out with her enemies and then like endangers her friends and family. And the Manila Bulletin panned the book and said it had a lackluster ending. <laughs> Oh, you seemed pretty shocked by it. I can't believe that Ethan dies. Didn't sound that shocking. I don't mm. know who Ethan is, so I don't. Is he care. the guy He's... that the girls in love with? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's four books. That means at least five movies in the. I don't think it's good because they've tried to do this like that circus vampire movie. That was like the same thing, Cirque de Vampire, whatever it was. <laughs> Yeah, Circus of Vampires. You know that it had John C. Riley in it. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, yeah. they've tried this before. Tried to adapt other popular teen horror romance books, and it's failed. So I don't think we're gonna have to worry about four of these. I mean, there is a chance that yeah, maybe this does have a huge following that for some reason I do not know about, and they're gonna flock to the theaters to go see it. But 
since I haven't heard about this secret fan base, I don't think they're going to come out and see this movie, and I don't think they're going to have to sit through like a bunch of sequels or trailers to sequels. So I think we can we can calm down. <laughs> we can mourn Ethan. I have no idea what we're talking time. about. <laughs> <laughs> talking about Star Trek. Okay. Keep keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we can move ahead. Yeah, to your number two, which we already talked about, which was Man of Steel. And I don't know why I put it at number two. I guess I'm just really hoping it's gonna be like the Dark Knight movies. Like I'm really <laughs> hoping it's gonna be like those. I, my hopes are really high for this one, which may be bad, but I mean, maybe I should, it shouldn't be so high, but I can't help it. They are. See, that's interesting to me because I don't want it to be anything like the Dark Knight movies at all. I feel I like it doesn't look that much like the Dark Knight. I just watched the most recent trailer, and that one, it still looks pretty Terrence Malicky to me, which, which is interesting. Yes. Hell well, yes. that's what kind of reminded me of the Dark Knight is that it's more low saturated, it seems more like dramatic. It doesn't look like uh, like Superman Returns or anything. It, I th- it looked it looked darker to me, but I don't know. Well, it's hard to tell. It's kind of getting a Tree of Life vibe from it. A little bit. Terrence Malick should definitely start making superhero movies. No, he shouldn't. <laughs> no, no. Silver Surfer, perhaps. Maybe. I I I believe big. A lot of people didn't really like his new movie, though, did they? To the Wonder. Yeah, but it still hasn't come out, so I'll probably see yeah, we'll it a lot. Like right. I predicted last year, I think. What did you predict last year? Uh, that it would not be out in 2012. To the Wonder would wander off into 2013 at least. <laughs> Yeah, well, it played at festivals, but yeah, it, it didn't get like a legitimate release. Like a lot of movies on our list. Like that Critic movie? What was that? Like a, was that like a Charlie Kaufman movie? I don't think it was on our list. Oh. Well, what is on my list is uh, Pacific Rim, which John introduced. I just really love giant robots, and I'm okay with giant robots fighting monsters. It's not... As pure as giant robots <laughs> fighting giant robots, uh, like what I really want is big budget robot jocks, uh, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, so Pacific Rim looks pretty awesome to me. I love the trailer where they're like, "We thought our enemies would come from space, but they came from the deeps, unparalleled dimension, deep in the ocean." I'm like, "Yes, that is so stupid. I'm all about it." <laughs> Portal to another dimension at the bottom of the ocean where giant monsters come out of. Look kind of like Cloverfield or something. Uh, but, but what really does it for me is Rocket Punch. As someone who is all about like Japanese-style robots, there's something so Japanese about... like We can't just build the power into the punch. We have to put like rockets on the back of the elbow so he can propel the fist forward. Fuck yes. That's awesome. 
stupid and wonderful. I think I you're the, the only person I know who could be sold on a movie by a rocket punch. I pretty much any movie if they did if they did like a nice professional looking rocket punch, I'd probably go see it. <laughs> professional looking. <laughs> It's not like a real thing. How is it a profession? I don't know. It's just funny. Well, like, it just looks real. I don't want to see Michael Sarah with like uh, fireworks strapped to his arm, punching Zach Galifianakis in the stomach. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. It's funny. You're more interested in the robots. I'm more interested in the monsters. I'll be rooting for the bad guys in this one. I'm like Robert De Niro in Goodfellas. He always rooted for the bad guys. I'm be rooting for the monsters in this one. I guess I'm just really, I'm. I know what they're called, Sean. I guess I'm no, just. So, no, I mean they're like in the continuity in the movie. They're actually called kaiju. Oh, they actually call them that. Yeah. Okay. That's what uh, the robots that are called Jaegers. I know that they're called Jaegers. Yeah. Sweet. I think cool. I'm just. I'm, yes. I'm so excited for the new Godzilla that like this will tide me over until then. Like that's what I'm really. What if it looking. doesn't? What if it doesn't what if tide it you over? Kills the new Godzilla. Like it's so bad. Like it's so bad that like oh, I'm better take Godzilla at production. This, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> my, my daughter doesn't really like Godzilla. Now. She likes <laughs> beautiful creatures. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm just reading about who um like some of the names that there's like a bunch of names but some of the names that wrote uh, or some of the people that involved with writing the new Godzilla were David S. Goyer and Frank Darabont. Mm. Okay. Frank Darabont. Yeah. God, I'm so excited for that movie. 2014. That'll be the year. Well, Movie I am in no way excited for is my number two pick, Scary Movie Five, which yeah, fuck a haunted house. <laughs> yeah, well, that came out like a week ago, so oh, did it? yeah, so it's, it's inel- ineligible for this list. If it wasn't out already, it would probably be a dual sort of thing. They'd be tied for number two since they're pretty much the same movie. It looks like they're just kind of. I feel like Haunted House is a little blacker. Well, did you, did you see the trailer? Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, seen both it looks, of them. It looks ex- the first half of the trailer looks exactly like a Haunted House. It's pretty black. It's got a, what's his face? A little midget. Who's the short guy who, the comedian? Cat Williams. What's his name? <laughs> yeah, Cat Williams. He's, he's not a midget. <laughs> he's he's like so short. <laughs> he's not that short. <laughs> I thought you were talking about that other that other black little person. Oh, Tony Cox. My brother saw that guy in L.A. one time, so not a, big, not a big deal. Shout well, out. Well, I feel like that's pretty black. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's basically playing the role Cedric the Entertainer is playing in a haunted house. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know really bad paranormal activity uh, parody, but then there's like a black swan in there a little bit too. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, Somehow, it's that relevant. Pretty bad. And apparently, in that scene, Tyler Perry's in the audience watching this ballet. Oh yeah, but Day is in it. That's a good, good choice. 
Uh, also, I, did it take a long time to make this? Maybe because <laughs> they're all referencing movies from uh, 2010. <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's this guy that looks like it's it's Leonardo DiCaprio from Inception. Oh it's yeah, exactly like Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, that was kind of amusing to see someone doing a a good Leonardo DiCaprio, but all the jokes that came out of his mouth were pretty stupid. Um, also, for some reason, has Charlie Sheen and uh, Lindsay Lohan, who apparently is now 50 years old. Like, what happened to her face? Drugs. Did she do just that much drugs that she aged 20 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Charlie Sheen was in the third one and maybe the fourth one. He, uh, he died uh, in one of them. Oh, Remember when he got like the giant erection or whatever? <laughs> Didn't he die? Yeah, like yeah. you're saying, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just <laughs> whoever they can get is, is good enough. And poor, poor Anna Fitz. I don't think she's in this one, though. Oh, yeah, they, they set her free. Yeah. I don't think. Was she in the last one? I feel she like the last in- one didn't even have like actors in it. It just had like Shaq and like Dr. Phil <laughs> in it. I'm pretty sure she was in the last one. Yeah, she okay. was in it. So was Bill Pullman, Leslie Nielsen, Chris Elliott. Yeah, see, that's pretty white. Was that the War of the Worlds one? I think that could have been. Right. The- like, oh my God, it's iPod. Like, oh, yeah. No, yeah, that must have been Scary Movie 4 because that was 2006 that Scary Movie 4 came out. I feel like I saw that one on the I remember they didn't Brokeback Mountain parody, though, so maybe it was 2005. Because I remember, yeah, like, that movie's really Anthony scary. Anderson was like, give me some nuts. But he meant, like, nuts as in, like, like you eat, not, like, testicles. Why do you say it like that? Because, <laughs> oh, because they're doing, like, a Brokeback uh, broke Mountain thing. That's why I said Brokeback Mountain. They're, like, cowboys in a tent. And he's like, give me some nuts. But why'd he yeah. go, give me some nuts? <laughs> it was his acting decision. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to find out who fake Leonardo DiCaprio is. <laughs> I didn't know there was a trailer for this. I got to check that out. Yeah, because yeah, I, when I, when I, uh, last time I heard about this, it sounded like it was mostly Black Swan, which didn't make any sense. But then the trailer makes it seem like it's very heavy, mostly paranormal activity. But there still is some Black Swan and stuff in there for some reason. And then Medea. And Inception. <laughs> and Inception, apparently. So, yeah, this seems like this should have come out in, like, 2010. It already feels behind the times. Man, Malcolm D. Lee has quite the career. Go on. Uh, his previous directing credits include Undercover Brother, Roll Bounce, Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins, Soul Men, and The Best Man. Is this black enough for you yet, Nancy? Yeah, there's some blackness up in there. Wow. Yeah, not black enough. I'm not sure there's a white person in any of his movies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, except for this one. It's got Charlie Sheen and Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Impersonator. And ooh, who else does it have? It's got Heather Locklear, if you're looking yeah. for that Spin City reunion that no one <laughs> asked for. But that's the wrong one. 
Mike Tyson, Terry Crews. Enough. Mm. Enough. Okay. John, your uh, most anticipated movie of the entire year. The one my, that's been on your mind, apparently, this whole podcast. My most anticipated movie is so anticipated that my mind traveled into the future to talk about it. It is Star Trek Into Darkness. That trailer really did it for me. Especially the Japanese version. I think you're the one that told me about that. Like it's like a little longer, shows you a little more. There's a shot of someone's hand that seems like the ending of Wrath of Khan. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. And I like all the Earth stuff. I'm not as into space, I guess. And I it's it's weird that this is my number one though, because I wasn't crazy about the first one. But now looking back, I think the only thing I really didn't like about it was I don't like Zachary Quinto as Spock. I don't think he's bad. I just don't like how the character is written. I feel like he's really annoying because Spock was always my favorite on the original show because he's so cool. And he's they've kind of taken a different direction in these movies. It doesn't uh, maybe help he, that yeah. It doesn't help that he that old Spock is there too to remind you. Yeah, it's like God. Why isn't Leonard Nimoy just playing Spock again? <laughs> Just have like an eighty-year-old Spock, and everyone else is young. <laughs> and don't like act like anything's weird or anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I mean, I mean, it could always change though, because that was like an origin movie. Like, I'm always, I'm always interested when they do like they relaunch something. They start with the origin movie. I'm always more interested in like the second one because like that's gonna be the one. Now that everything's introduced, they can really just have fun with it. And that's what I'm expecting to happen with Into Darkness. So it's my number one. Sean, you're number one. It's Anchorman, The Legend Continues. Kind of not um, the most thrilling end to these lists, because we all <laughs> talked about each other's movies. Uh, but as far as we're talking about anticipation, I, I think, like you guys said, it's been such a long time since the first Anchorman, and it's still such a long time till this one comes out. Uh, December release date is it's maddening, frustrating. Because uh, how long does it really take to make this movie? I don't know. I guess give them the time though, because uh, that first Anchorman is definitely among my favorite comedy movies from the last decade or so. Uh, and you know, I, I would have never thought to do a sequel to it. And so I'm maybe a little skeptical, uh, but I, I'm, I'm mostly just intrigued and excited to see uh, what they do and, and, and see those, those guys in those costumes again acting like they do. I can't wait. It feels like it could work just because the first Anchorman like, doesn't have a plot, really. So just as long as the bits are as good as, as the ones in the first one. It's not like we're going to be like, oh, they already did everything they could do with that type of story. It's like, you know, they got all these funny guys together. Yeah. Uh, I know that it's going to be set later. I wonder if they'll be doing it late enough that they could do cable news and start poking fun at, like, Fox News. <laughs> I don't think it would be that much later. Yeah, I know. That would be like the 90s. <laughs> but I would really like to see like Ron Burgundy get a talk show on Fox News. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Oh, well. 
All right, Colin, bring us home. Okay, my number one movie I anticipate not seeing this year is Grown Ups 2. Uh, Meh. <laughs> yeah, that about sums it up. <laughs> uh, this is the latest venture from Adam Sandler and his gang of comedians. Uh, I just did air quotes around that. Um, I can feel it. Okay, that's good. Yeah, uh, I don't feel like anyone really cared much for the first Grown Ups movie. It seemed like a movie where Adam Sandler and his friends kind of just got together and went to some cabin and farted out a movie and put it in theaters. And it was like, yep, this is good enough. But, uh... I guess they're planning on doing the same thing and assuming it will also make money, which maybe, maybe not. I mean, that's my boy was not the hit that, that most Adam Sandler movies have been in the past. Maybe, maybe that juggernaut is running out of steam. Yeah. This is the first time he's ever done a sequel. Yeah. He, 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 <laughs> Maybe reaching a bit with this one. <laughs> what I don't get, well, no, I totally get this, which is why it makes me hate it so much, is the fact that grown up seems like, hey, let's all hang out and then I'll each get paid like $20 million for just <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm looking up grown ups, the first one. It, it was, it costs, um, the budget, or the budget was $80 million. <laughs> $80 million. By comparison, just. I was looking, I'm trying to think of any random film that looks more but costs less. Is like District 9 costs $30 million. <laughs> Where the hell is that is at $80 million going? Not going Rob, into hiring good writers. Rob Schneider will not do a movie for under 20, so. That's why Rob Schneider is not in Grown Ups 2. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> is this true? That is true. Oh, no. I'm I'm reading that uh, it has cameos from Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shaq. <laughs> you guys did, did Great you mention actors? Did you mention the plot of this? I don't even know the plot. Of it. I just know it exists, and therefore the plot, automatically okay. goes to number one. The the grown ups are facing off against a group of frat boys, which includes Taylor Lautner <laughs> and you- Oliver Cooper, who is. I don't know. He has a Wikipedia page. What? Did he, oh, he's Project X guy. That means nothing to me. <laughs> As it should. I see it's also got Andy Samberg in a small role. So I guess he's just going to slowly become part of Adam, Adam Sandler's crew. He's gonna, his career is now poisoned. I feel like it already was because he did that Hot Rod movie. A lot of people hate it, but I know some bros are all about. Oh, wow. I mean, nobody wanted Grown Ups 1. Yeah. I don't think anyone who went to go see Grown Ups 1 really wanted to see it. It just kind of happened. <laughs> what do you Yet, think life is like simple. for Dennis Dugan? It's pretty good. He's probably <laughs> super rich from just telling people to fart and punch children in the face all day. That's what all he does. Oh, and oh. then he says, uh, cut. 
Well, I know before he was a director, he was an actor. I've actually seen some movies he was in in the 80s. And it seemed like he's kind of like a hardworking actor, like just trying to trying to make it. And now he could just get paid like, you know, $50 million for worst thing you've ever seen. Like, hey, you know, that sounds like easy money. He sounds kind of like he's become the devil, though. <laughs> <laughs> God, he is the he is uh I just can't believe his career, some of the movies he's made. Though he did make some of the Adam Sandler movies that people like, like Happy Gilmore. Yeah. But that was a long time ago. That was nineteen ninety six. I wonder if they're gonna make you think that you think that Adam Sandler would dare make Jack and Jill That <laughs> 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 That'd be like Andy Kaufman-esque, almost. Yeah, like he's just trolling the world <laughs> at that point. Because I'm reading, I, I wasn't aware that it, it opened at number two in the box office. It did, re, it, it made its money back and everything, I think. It cost $79 million. <laughs> <laughs> well, they made a lot of that money back through extensive product placement. Yeah, duck. well, the whole movie uh, was it's about a Dunkin' Donuts get, commercial. They're, yeah, they're trying to get Al Pacino Dunkin' Donuts commercial. <sighs> the red letter media review of that is so devastating. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I never realized until I saw those like how much his movies cost. I didn't know that, or like how much money he gets. I mean. Like in that he writes the script so he can get money and just. It's really sickening. Like that's like, you think Adam Sandler would be this funny guy you'd want to hang out with, but he's like this evil businessman. Maybe you want to hang out with him, but he's evil. At least he's self-centered. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, it seems like he could just make whatever he wants, and he could probably somehow get you know his money back. Like he could probably make Little Nicky too. Uh, has he had any really big disappointments? Like, was that my, was that's my boy probably, successful? Probably funny people, or punch drunk love. <laughs> so stuff that was good. <laughs> I gotta know now if that's my boy. Um, oh no, it was his worst. His worst opening since Rain Over Me. So no, yeah. he 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 can fail. Yeah. Hopefully he fails enough so that he just makes a movie every, like bare, like every once in a while and nobody sees it, and then maybe that'll convince him to just do other stuff. But that's going to be pretty hard for that to happen. Well, on that depressing note, I think we're we're about done here. We don't have a list to to rattle off. Yeah. Got anything so, uh, to say, Sean? I'd just like to thank everyone for listening to the most Wikipedia researched episode of. Uh, the podcast we've ever done. Uh, and then I guess I advise everyone to keep their eyes open for these and, and more movies, uh, some of which we'll see and write about on mildlyplease.com, the official website of this podcast. Uh, and uh, remind you that there's the iTunes page and uh, an RSS feed if you don't use iTunes. And no matter what, just keep listening. Because we've got a great year ahead of us, and we want you to be there on that journey with us. Uh, and we'll see you next week.